The Yankees offense was near the bottom in multiple categories in 2023. So what needs to be fixed for 2024? You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. With me, as always, is my producer, Steve Granato. Steve, happy Monday. Hey, what's up, Stace? Happy Monday. Hey, everybody out there. Thanks for clicking on the show today. We have uh, an interesting conversation to have about offense coming up on today's show. Of course, we also need to get to some rumor stuff. Yes, tis the season. Uh, Jordan Montgomery apparently linked to the Yankees once again. We'll break that down later on in the show. But Stacy, of course, James Rousen, new hitting coach for the Yanks, just hired Still haven't figured out his staff just yet. Um, he has talked on rare occasion, but of course, he's trying to turn around a struggling offense from 2023. So, Stacey, we wanted to give the folks today the five things he has to fix. Um, <laughs> obviously, there are multiple things that need to be fixed. Uh, a lot of numbers, like you said, were not good. A lot of bad numbers. Um but let's just go ahead and get right to it. Stace, let's start with number five. Okay. Number five, getting on. <laughs> just getting on. <laughs> That's what they, they need to fix that. Uh, they were fourth lowest in uh, on-base percentage in 2023 at 304. And they were right near <laughs> Kansas City, Oakland, and the Chicago White Sox, who were notoriously not that great in 2023. And they had the eighth most walks last season. Super weird, right? When you consider that they had such a low on base, but they were in the top 15, 15 of top 10. Top 10, <laughs> yeah. Walks. So what that tells me, Stacey, where, where is that on base percentage not coming from? <laughs> yeah. Batting average, <laughs> clearly, yes. right? You're not getting on. <laughs> if you're getting on with walks, there's only a couple ways to get on yeah. and being hit by the pitch isn't going to do that much. No, <laughs> it's batting. It's just hitting the ball. So like, we're obviously going to get more intense as we move throughout this show, but just straight up. And I know this is going to sound stupid and lame and obvious. You just got to hit more, man. Like that's just it. They just got to hit more. They just didn't hit enough last year. No, no. I mean, you saw it, you know, not even looking at the numbers, but just watching the games, you saw that. And, uh, you know, I'm actually surprised they had that many walks because it didn't feel like they had that many walks. But um, that just really shows the discrepancy there. That's amazing. Yeah, we're clearly going to go into why those things and what things that need to be fixed specifically that led to that. But we had to set the table here. You just got to hit more. The Yankees just in many categories, you can break it down however way you want to put a runner on third, put first and third, two outs, surpass the sixth inning. Like you could split it in any way they just didn't need to hit more they just did yeah. not hit enough and look clearly the some of the guys that they expected to hit weren't there because of injuries you know about anthony rizzo obviously aaron judge missed a significant amount of time so yes there are points of this where you go well the guys that were supposed to be there weren't there but you can also point to that for almost every team <laughs> so except yeah. for like atlanta 
Yeah. Atlanta right. had all their guys. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. about it. But the 29 yeah. other teams. <laughs> Same excuse. Um, so num- so what's number four. Yeah. Number four. Now everyone knows this. They're not going to be shocked. Runners in scoring position. The Yankees had an issue with runners in scoring position. Now overall, we're just going to look at overall right now. 227, 310, 367. Not, I mean, it's not great, but it's not, you know, where they're batting 180 and, you know, they're, OBP is under 300, but the slugging is not great. And just overall, those numbers are not very good for runners in scoring position. You want 250 plus yeah. in that average. It just has to be. Uh, 227 is pretty down there. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. Now we're going to look at two out numbers because that's everyone's gripe when people are on base with two outs and they don't get anything done. Second fewest hits. With runners in scoring position with two outs. It's awful. <laughs> it's awful. So, uh, yeah. Fourth worst average with runners in scoring position, two outs. Second worst on base percentage with two outs. And that means they're right. They're neck and neck with Oakland. And you know how bad Oakland was in 2023. And that's where the Yankees were in these stats. They had the fewest at-bats in that situation, and the Dodgers had over 350 more at-bats in that same situation, which is insane to me. That just shows yeah. another. <laughs> the Dodgers led Major League Baseball with uh, at-bats taken with runners in scoring position, yeah. and the Yankees were second worst. They had the, <laughs> oh, they had, I'm sorry. They had the fewest. The fewest. Part. Sorry. Yeah. My bad. It wasn't the Oakland. It's them in Oakland for, like, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in this uh, scenario. Yeah, they're uh, right but, with them with average, on-base percentage, and slugging. Yeah. That's how bad the Yankees were with runners in scoring position. So, yeah, that, that would explain why the Yankees didn't do as well in 2023 as they did in 2022. And yes, as you said, injuries, guys not doing what they were supposed to do, um, guys figuring things out late, like DJ, uh, Giancarlo Stanton just being non-existent pretty much all year, and then the injury. So there were some reasons for it, but there were also um, other reasons for it too. Like if you look at the numbers down the lineup, just you know, from the fifth spot down to the ninth spot, some of those averages are terrible. Terrible. There's things that need to be fixed. And I'm going to say this, Stacey, and before everyone starts commenting and yelling at me saying I'm making excuses, let me explain. There are legitimate statistical anomalies for the Yankees in 2023 that back this up. Plain and simple, the Yankees were unlucky last year. (laughs) Let me explain why the Yankees were just unlucky. Last season... The problem they had was turning barreled balls into hits straight up. What does that mean in layman's? They were hitting the ball hard. They were not falling for hits. There are a couple of reasons why. Let's just go through the numbers first. They were top four in highest barrels per plate appearance. What does that mean? Hitting the ball hard when you get to the plate. They were tied for fourth in Major League Baseball in that category at 6.1%. Here are the teams that were ahead of them. The Atlanta Braves, the Minnesota Twins, a little shocking. The Seattle Mariners, maybe a little shocking. Then it's the Dodgers and Rangers. Yeah, (laughs) those are the teams that were just right there with them. 
Atlanta was two points higher and Mm -hmm. they were way up there. They just hit the ball hard all the time. They also had the second highest hard hit percentage. That's just period. Every ball hit, whether it was hard or not, they were second behind Atlanta. And what's been the Yankees philosophy? Hit the ball hard in the air poolside. So in that regard, the Yankees succeeded. They totally did. They hit the ball hard. But what happened? They're in the middle of the pack in a couple of categories that kind of tell you what's what's going on here. They were 13th in sweet spot percentage. So that's hitting the ball exactly where you want to. Just regardless of how hard it's being hit, it's hitting it where you want to. It's catching that sweet spot, right? Like you're swinging through butter. And the Yankees weren't terrible. But when you consider the other numbers, it's kind of strange why they're in the middle. Yeah. The other thing they're in the middle at, they were tied for 15th in average launch angle. So the ball was just not going in the air the way it should be. So what does that mean? They are hitting the ball hard more on the ground than they should. Right. And yes, they're hitting the ball hard, but they're hitting it on the ground, which obviously hitting the ball hard on the ground is easier to field than hitting the ball hard in the air because you can't field those. So that was the issue. Right. And we saw that you look at Oswaldo Cabrera. We talked about him throughout the season's days. That was a serious problem for him. He was just hitting the ball hard on the ground too much, just too much. You got to elevate. And if the Yankees whole mentality is hit the ball hard in the air poolside, it's all well and good. If you can hit the ball hard pull side, but if you don't get it in the air, it doesn't do anything. It yeah. just doesn't. Um, another thing that was kind of interesting, Stacy, out of zone swing and miss percentage, AKA chasing mm. that went up for the Yankees last season. Considerably, considerably went up from 2022 to 2023. They were chasing more. And this is maybe the weirdest telling of it all. So yes, the Yankees were hitting the ball hard. They were hard hit percentage was great when they were hitting it. But here's a problem. They just took too few swings. Sixth fewest swings, period, in Major League Baseball last year. Just weren't swinging enough. That is kind of mind-blowing to me, that you just just didn't swing. Yes, they had the eighth most walks. Maybe that's part of it. But it's quality of swings, right? If they're swinging out of the zone at a higher rate but taking fewer swings, then that's just going to tip the scales in the wrong direction. So turning barrels into hits is what I'm talking about here. And that's just something the Yankees just have to find a way to do better. And that's going to be a big, big priority of James Rouse next season. We have other big priorities as well. We're going to talk about those next. Don't forget to leave your fan mail Friday questions here on the YouTube comments. Reply to that pinned comment. Our fan mail Friday episodes every Friday. And of course, join the Locked On Yankees Insiders Club. There's a 14-day free trial in the episode description. I'll tell you about that later. All right, Stacy. when we come back, Two more big priorities for James Rousen. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. It's a bye week for the Giants, mercifully, uh, but not for the Jets, who will be at home in MetLife Stadium against the Atlanta Falcons, so get those bets in. And you can visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL.
Back now on Locked On Yankees. Hey, don't forget to check out the 24-7 streaming channel here on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today, 24-7 streaming channel. Flip it on in the background if you need something to fall asleep to. If you need something to wake up to while you're making your breakfast, making your coffee. It's nice little filler TV. So go check it out. Again, just search Locked On Sports Today on YouTube. You'll find it. Um, Stacy. We wanted to talk more about the Yankees' offensive issues here this season. And the number two issue or thing that needs to be fixed, and I think this kind of got exacerbated later on in the season. I'll explain in a second. But it's acclimating the young guys to Major League Baseball. Getting the AAA dudes to the majors and finding the same success that they had in the minors. Now, this is not a Yankee-specific problem. This is a problem that just exists because competition's tougher. That's how it is. Every time you jump a level, it gets harder. Uh, but the Yankees clearly had issues in this category last season, um, namely with Anthony Volpe, right? They just did not get the bat out of Anthony Volpe that they wanted. Yes, he got the power numbers. He hit over 20 bombs, and he stole well, and clearly the defense was there. But as far as just straight-up hitting, Anthony Volpe – just didn't get the job done that the Yankees had hoped. Right. I mean, the home runs are great, but you want him to get on base more, hit singles more because he can steal bases. And you saw it when he did do that, he would start things for the Yankees and start the scoring for the Yankees. And you need that with this team. You need some sort of spark plug. Um, You know, my dad always used to talk about when it was Jeter and Knobloch at the top during the dynasty years, like they were almost automatically always scoring in the first inning because of those two guys and the way they got on base. And the Yankees need at least one guy to do that. And if you have Volpe getting on base and maybe Glaber behind him, you can get something going. And there were some flashes there, but they just needed to be way more consistent. Yeah, because you're thinking Volpe is being a table setter, right? Like mm-hmm. he is just he breathes being a leadoff hitter. Yes, that can offer you power, which is great. Um, but I'm not going to talk about him in in too much here. We'll talk about him a little bit later. But Stacy, one guy that you kind of saw flip a switch towards the end of the season was Oswald Peraza, because Peraza was clearly hitting in AAA. He has been hitting in AAA the last couple of years, but he has yet to a get a true chance. B, get that opportunity and run with it in the majors. Like he hasn't had that strong stretch of like, okay, here's Oswald Peraza. We see flashes of it, but it's getting him to be comfortable at the major league level. That's going to be a huge thing for James Rouse do, especially if you consider that Peraza is going to be a big part of the lineup next season anticipated. Yeah. And also playing a new position. I mean, he played the new position a little bit when he was called up, but I feel like even this little bit of experience that he had, uh, in September of this year and also last year will help him get acclimated. And he just needs a chance to get going. You know, he's had too many little chances and it's not giving him an opportunity to really do something. And I feel like, uh, you know, he has this experience under his belt and I feel like he's going to be a lot stronger coming into spring training and we may see some good stuff out of Oswald Peraza. I would hope so. Um, clearly, there were some stories about them messing with his swing a little bit. That's what I was mentioning, how it kind of got exacerbated at the end of the season because of Sean Casey's mentality uh, versus the minor league mentality kind of got shifted a little bit. So that's why Peraza struggled, or at least that's part of the reason why he struggled once he got called up later on in the season, yeah. um, uh, just every time he got called up. Uh, and then it was kind of like, hey, once he switched back to just like swing the way you want to swing, that's when you saw the numbers climbing back up and he started hitting the ball a lot harder. Um, other guys that you're hoping that 
kind of pans out to is Everson Pereira clearly just did not hit in the majors. Just didn't. Mm-mm. He was yeah. hitting well with the rail riders. And just once he got called up to the Yankees, just didn't hit. And that's if you figure him into the outfield situation next year, he's going to have to be one of those guys, too. You just have to get going. Yeah. Like he was another one of those guys like, yeah, he occasionally got a big hit, but they were few and far between in the time that he played. And, you know, he needs to get going if he wants to have a chance to be in that conversation. Yeah. Another guy like that is Austin Wells. You know, he he struggled the most out of all these guys. You just need him to get consistent and hit the ball hard and be the poolside guy. He's got to obviously launch towards right field. That's going to be him. And that's what's been him. Uh, So they need to figure out how to do that in the majors. He was chasing way too much. He was striking out way too much. Um, Getting that acclimation is going to be huge for him whenever slash however he's used um, this season. Jason Dominguez, whenever he comes back too. clearly, we saw a flash in the pan of that. But, you know, can he do that consistently? That's been a problem for Jason Dominguez is the streakiness. So can you try and solve that at the major league level? And then another one is a Stefan Florial as he figures to be a part of your major league roster next year then you need him to hit as well. So yeah. it's just getting these guys who don't have all the playing time in the world at the major league level to get acclimated because they're going to have to be a big part of this lineup. It doesn't matter how many guys the Yankees sign. They're going to be a part of the lineup next year, and they have to hit more than they did last year. Yep. Um, and then, of course, it's not just the young dudes, but our number one problem that James Rousey needs to fix, we kind of touched on it in five, but it's getting the most out of the guys that are supposed to hit. Yeah. You got to get something out of Giancarlo Stanton. You just have to. Something. Just something. I mean, my God. This year was horrifically bad. It was horrifically bad for him. And talking about, you know, yes, he hit some home runs, but there are a lot of times that he was driving the ball into the ground in certain situations where, you know, there was a runner on first or a runner on second, and he's hitting the ball to, like, shortstop, and it's just like, yeah, great, he's hitting the ball 118 miles an hour, but you'd rather that going into the air and into the seats and not right to a shortstop, and maybe they can work on that with him, because I felt like he was one of those guys also that had the problem with the barrel not being the way it should be, because I felt like he was driving the ball into the ground a lot. Yeah, especially considering, uh, you know, he's driving the ball in the lower two thirds of the zone straight or into the ground, like you said, and everything in the upper third of the zone, he's his hands aren't quick enough anymore to catch up to. Mm-mm. So especially, you know, how fast guys throw now. So he's just swinging and missing up in the zone too much. Um, yeah. Anthony Rizzo, obviously that's going to be a whole thing that James Rousey needs to unpack. Yeah. Um, I just want him to be healthy. Like, I hope he comes into spring training feeling right. Because again, the head thing is very scary. And it could be, you know, we saw Clint Frazier was um, saddled with head injury issues after he crashed into the wall for like two or three seasons. And I'm really hoping that the Rizzo thing doesn't last longer than what it is already. Um, Because he was the best hitter on the team before he got hurt. And if he could get to about 75% of what he was at the start of 2023, that would be golden for the Yankees because he was amazing before he got hurt. Yes, absolutely. Um, another one was Waldo Cabrera, man. Mm. You just got to you gotta turn that around. We mentioned the launch angle stuff, the problem for him, um, his flip hips flying open a little bit, uh, especially from the left-handed side that you're clearly keeping your eye on at all times. You're taking more yeah. bats left-handed than right-handed. So it's just keeping the sound uh, mechanics for Oswaldo Cabrera that I'm hoping that they can get him some confidence, man. He just needs confidence because that's a big part of his game. Yeah. 
it was kind of sad watching him not do as well in 2023 as he did in 2022. Not that he was, you know, hitting the cover off the ball in 2022, but it was fun watching him because he was unexpected. You weren't expecting him to be called up the way he was. And he, he did a fine job. And for him to fall back as much as he did was kind of sad to watch. So I hope he rebounds in 2024. I mean, it would help yeah. the team, obviously, but I would like it for him because we've talked about it. We love Oswaldo Cabrera. He's just so great. And, you know, he has fun playing the game. And I feel like he could be well, like we spoke about Volpe and we'll talk about that in a second, but I feel like he's another guy that can set the table for the Yankees. If oh, Volpe, yeah. like if they sit Volpe down, maybe they put him in the leadoff spot and they, if they can just get him right, the Yankees would have a couple of guys that they could put in that spot. Yeah. Fighting for playing time is always a good thing for everybody. Um, Cabrera is a table setter. He just mm -hmm. is. Um, and you need him to be that, especially if he's going to be off your bench, if he's going to be in a utility role, whatever role is going to be, you need him. You just need him. Yeah. Um, and then Anthony Volpe, we, we've talked about it four times already here, but yes, <laughs> you got to get something out of Volpe average wise. Like, yes, all these other statistical numbers that we've thrown at you today are important and they all lead to that final batting average number. So he clearly needs to work on multiple things. Um, for me, it's swing and miss. It's being late. He's late a lot. Mm. Um, so it's just catching up. It's catching up and you know, a full season is going to help that, but it's full season is also going to help opposing pitchers. They really got a lot on the book now on Anthony Volpe on how to get him out. Yeah. So those are our top five. Did we miss anything? Obviously <laughs> we missed a lot of things, but yeah. of the top five, which one is the most prominent for you? What is the biggest problem plaguing the Yankees right now? Uh, and let us know how you feel about it in the comment section here on the YouTube side. We'll step aside one more time. We come back. Yankees rumor season is here and an old friend is tied back to the organization. One more time. We'll get that next. Back here on Lockdown Yankees stays our final segment here today. We would be remiss if we didn't talk about this John Heyman report, which, you know, Take that however you want to take it. But apparently the Yankees do have interest in a reunion with Jordan Montgomery. It isn't just speculation at this point. Uh, it is a more rooted rumor, I guess mm. you could say. Uh, your reaction to that, Stace? The, obviously, we've been kind of tiptoeing around that and saying it would be nice. But uh, now that the Yankees are reportedly expressing some serious interest, how do you feel about that? Oh. <sighs> Okay, part of me is happy because I love Jordan Montgomery and I love that he was so successful with the Rangers and he'd be a really solid addition to the rotation. But then there's the other part of me that wants him to just tell the Yankees to scratch, <laughs> get out of here because of what you said about me. I'm not capable of being in the playoff rotation. Okay, and he proved the Yankees wrong. Um but I mean, I would love it. I love Jordan Montgomery. I always did. I felt like he had a lot of bad luck when he was with the Yankees. There was a season there where he went a month and a half without a decision because his team wasn't scoring for him. It wasn't his fault. And I always felt like he was a solid pitcher and I would love to have him back. But again, there is that other part of me that wants him to be like, no, <laughs> no, Turns I'm going to play villain. for someone else who, yeah, like not quite, but, you know, I know he's still on the uh, text message group with uh, CC and Pettit and all the lefties have a text message group together. And I know that there's probably a part of him that would want to come back and prove them wrong as a Yankee, which could be good for us if he does that. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think most people would want him back with the Yankees at this point, especially after seeing how great he did. But 
Was it the beard? Is he going to lose his goodness if he has to shave that beard off? Because mm. <laughs> he grew hey. that thing as soon as he was traded. He had that thing within a week, like every other guy who leaves the Yankees. And, you know, does he want to lose that power? Maybe that gave him his power. You never know. <laughs> Didn't hurt. Um, (laughs) so Stace, we've been referencing this one MLB trade rumors article all off season already here. The, uh, uh, top 50 free agents and predictions, uh, MLB trade rumors who we've talked about multiple occasions again, has been very, very good at this projection side of, uh, free agent signings. They have Jordan Montgomery projected at six years, 150 million, uh, six years for a 30 plus year old. Hmm. How you feeling about that for for Monty? I mean, obviously, that's uh, that's something to take on. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like six might be too much. I feel like they do five. <laughs> I know it's only one extra year, or like maybe five with an option or something. I don't know. I feel like six is too much for him. Because um, I always think of him as being young, but I forgot. It's like, yeah, no, he's he's been around a while. So I feel like six is too much. I don't know. Yeah. That's just me. I think ideally in my head, it's four. Mm. But if he's projected at six, he might get that. And I, right. I don't know if the Yankees want to go six. Yeah, I don't know if they want to go six either. They're tied up in so many things that are long that yeah. for him, you know what I mean? Like if there's still if there's still a chance of them going after someone bigger, they would go bigger with that person, I would assume. But I don't know. I don't know. We'll see about that. Yeah, I think it depends on where you're at in the market. Like if Yamamoto is still available, clearly they're going to favor that because of the youth. Like you do six years for a 25 year old. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that makes more sense. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, not to say that Montgomery hasn't been good in his career, but clearly 2023 is a high point clearly. Oh, so yeah. like, I, I don't think that that's, you know, we're peaking and then falling back down. I think he can be at that level still consistently potentially, yeah. Um, but you know, it's the window. How long is that? And, uh, wh- where does that align with the Yankees idea of what their window is? And does Jordan Montgomery put you over the top? Hmm. He had a nice couple of months. Let's be real. And we've sang the praises and we're very happy for him and very stoked that his, his career has taken this path. Good for him, man. And, and wish you all the luck in the world. Um, but as far as the Yankees are concerned, like this is more of a depth thing than it is like, we need you to leave our lead our staff. Like, right. Clearly. Right. Yeah, because he, it would be, well, I would assume it would be Cole, Rodon, Monty. Monty. Right? Yeah, mm. probably. Like, that's that's where you're kind of looking at in general is, like, the Yankees are clearly looking in the middle of their rotation, not necessarily the back end. They have yeah. guys to fill the back end, and you want the guys who are there to kind of slide down. Yeah. As opposed to, all right, we're going to leave and hope that newlywed Nestor is, you know, the three. Uh, but oh, he got married. I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah, over the weekend. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, is that where everyone was? Oh, okay. Yes. I didn't know where. Okay, because yeah, everyone was freaking me. out because Josh Donaldson was there. Okay, okay. I didn't realize what shocking. Was they happening. can be friends. Yeah. Who knew? <laughs> then again, wow. we know certain things about Nestor, so it's actually not surprising they're friends. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Let's not get into that. We're uh, not gonna get into it. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, but I yeah, saw Glaber's pictures and I didn't know because I saw Chapman, Glaber, uh, Sevy, and um, 
who else? I can't remember who else was there. And I was like, oh, they're all dressed up nice. I didn't I didn't realize it was Nestor. So yeah, congrats, Nestor. Nestor. Congrats. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let us know how you're feeling about uh, Jordan Montgomery Union possibility here. I mean, I, I don't think the Yankees should go over slot here or anything, because, again, like he, he's good. Is he great? Mm, he's good. He's solid. Oh, he's oh, good. He, he's good. He's, he's good. a solid starter. He had a really good second half there. Um, you know, because the Rangers were asking for a lot from him when they traded for him. And yeah. he got and that got opportunity <laughs> and he made the most of that opportunity. He was incredible. Um, but I think he'd just be a very solid starter because he's always pretty much yeah. been a solid starter. Yeah. Yeah, he has. Um, also, my two cents, he could totally return to Texas. Like, you can oh, yeah. totally see that happening. Oh, yeah. You win a World Series yeah. and go, yeah, I, I, I like it here. I, I, I want to stay. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because, so you know, I was totally with the Yankees happening. for how long and we didn't win anything. So, yeah, this yeah. is great. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel like I like it here. You guys trust me. And we just, I, uh, thanks for the new ring. Appreciate it. And so I don't I have to shave. So, yeah. yeah, this is great. <laughs> anyway, uh, let us know how you're feeling about Montgomery, those rumors and all that stuff in the comment section. Of course, uh, don't forget to join the Locked on Yankees Insiders Club as well. You get Fan Mail Friday priority. Uh, you can leave that in the comment section. You also get one-on-one uh, -on -one text messages with Stacy and myself. And of course, be a de facto producer of the show. You guys definitely impact the show and uh, give us like, segment ideas and stuff. So we really appreciate it. Um, and that's going to just about do it for today's episode of Locked on Yankees. I'm Steve Granato. And I'm Stacey Gatsoulias. We'll see you tomorrow.